This is Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. You're listening to The Current. Every Wednesday at 8.30, I connect with experts and local personalities for some real talk about keeping our minds and bodies healthy. And we cover a number of topics with Wellness Wednesday. So here we are, it's October, and it's ADHD Awareness Month. And I have a special guest with me this morning. Dr. Lydia Zalowska is an associate professor of psychiatry at the University of Minnesota Medical School and a psychiatrist with M Health Fairview. And she specializes in the treatment of adult attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and believes that best care happens when patients are empowered with knowledge and skills for optimal brain and mind-body balance. And during her career, she's pioneered the application of mindfulness in treating ADHD. So we'll be talking about ADHD and uh, can't wait to dig more into that um, that mindfulness piece of it. So good morning, Dr. Lydia Zalowska. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So like I mentioned, it's ADHD Awareness Month. Now, when I was growing up, there wasn't a name for the disorder. You know, I started to hear about ADD, you know, after I graduated high school. And then I started to hear about ADHD. Um, are they the same thing? Um, they're not quite the same thing, uh, but uh, the, the terms are often used interchangeably. ADD became the term that people often talked about when thinking about ADHD, focusing on the attentional deficit aspect of it. Nowadays, especially in the scientific field and in the clinical world, we use the, the more comprehensive term ADHD, which focuses on attention deficits, but also hyperactivity and impulsivity as part of the condition. Well, when I think of ADHD, I often think of it as being kind of like a childhood disorder. But um, as I just read <laughs> a few moments ago, you specialize in the treatment of adult attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Um, how many adults in America have ADHD? Um, is this the mo- most kind of common form of, um, of uh, neurodivergence? I would say it's the one of the most common uh, childhood developmental disorders that continue into adulthood that affect um, one's way of interacting with the world, or as you said, neurodivergence. Um, we estimate that almost 5% of adults in the U.S. have adult ADHD. Mm. And this um, is about uh, 50% or more. Some, some estimate as many as 70 to 80% of children continuing the condition into adulthood. So in the past, we used to think that children would grow out of ADHD, but now we know that this is very much a difference in uh, your wiring, your, how your brain uh, works, that that difference doesn't change for majority of children, and so they continue to have the condition as adults. Well, you talk about the wiring, you know, how the brain works. I mean, what is the cause of ADHD? Do we know for sure? Uh, we don't know for sure. Mm. But there's lots of uh, understanding um, that it is a combination of genetics and probably environment. We do know, for example, that ADHD runs in families, and there's certain genes associated with having risk for ADHD, particularly dopamine genes. Um, and we also know that certain... Uh, factors uh, during pregnancy or during uh, early development can also put somebody at risk for ADHD. So, for example, smoking or exposure to lead during pregnancy can put put a child at risk for ADHD. Uh, we also know that history of uh, 
trauma. There's even some research of, you know, overexposure to TB puts somebody at risk for ADHD. So what we really think of it now is that it's a, you know, genetically predisposed condition that in certain environments can become amplified and certain exposures that can be it can become amplified. Hmm. Now, October is ADHD Awareness Month. So my guest for this morning's Wellness Wednesday is Dr. Lydia Zalowska, an associate professor of psychiatry at the University of Minnesota Medical School and a psychiatrist with M Health Fairview. So I wonder, um, Dr. Zalowska, what are some common ADHD symptoms? And, and are they different for kids than adults? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, so when we talk about ADHD, we typically think of uh, problems with focus or inattention and problems with hyperactivity and impulsivity. So those are the two main domains of symptoms. And those symptoms um, look a little different in children than in adults. Primarily, the hyperactivity changes over time. So when you think of uh, hyperactive impulsive children, that's a bit of a you know, a stereotype we have in, in, I think, in our minds of what is ADHD like. Sure. Um, you will imagine, you know, hyperactive boy being um, disruptive in class, doing, you know, too much running or climbing in the classroom. But that changes as someone uh, becomes an adult. You no longer have this sort of overtly seen hyperactivity, what you, you may hear from adults with ADHD is that they feel restless inside, that they can't relax, um, that they have difficulty sitting in meetings, so there's a lot of fidgeting. Uh, there may be a lot of uh, what we call verbal hyperactivity, so talking too much, interrupting. The hyperactivity changes, and for some uh, children with ADHD, it actually becomes less of an issue, and this other domain of inattention um, and disorganization becomes the area where adults struggle. I often see children with ADHD having a lot of support as they're growing up from parents and teachers, um, and that helps them with the inattention, disorganization. And as they become adults, those supports fall away, and you as an adult have to do a lot of these things yourself. So you have Mm -hmm. to organize your day, you have to manage your time, you have to, you know, start tasks, you know, as a child, you have a homework and parents prompt you to do it. But as an adult, there are tasks that you don't want to do, like taxes or paperwork. But you have to be the one who prompts yourself to do it. And that's really difficult. So procrastination and, you know, difficulty keeping up with um, tasks is very common with adults. We're talking about ADHD this morning here on Wellness Wednesday. And uh, my guest, Dr. Lydia Zalowska, you know, I have a few friends who received um, an ADHD diagnosis as an adult. And the way that they described it was feeling relieved, relieved that there was a name for something that they were feeling. Um, and I, I tend to ask a lot of questions of, of my friends, um, you know, about how they're feeling. You know, is that one way to support? I mean, you know, you talk about kind of those support systems kind of falling off as people become adults. Yeah. You know, I think having a name to what's going on with you is very helpful. So the piece of psychoeducation or really knowing what's going on is really important, especially for those who were not diagnosed as children, but knew that there was something different or they struggled and maybe compensated for their difficulties. Um, And then as adults, things just became too much and, you know, maybe too overwhelming to manage yourself. 
your children, if you're a parent, um, you know, as you as you enter the real world, there's a lot of things that you have to manage on your own. So once you have a diagnosis, it's, it's, it, it, things often make sense for people. And one thing that happens with ADHD is that there's a lot of um, misunderstanding of what it is and a lot of judgments uh, that uh, children or adults may hear from others about why they're not achieving or not meeting expectations. And those judgments can also become something that you judge yourself with. Um, you know, why am I so lazy? Why am I not doing this? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? Um, so when you have the name uh, for the condition, it can really turn things around and help people understand and then address those difficulties. Well, to be able to name it and then to find a way to treat. I mean, I know medications have done wonders for for a number of people. Um, But when it comes to managing ADHD, you know, in your work, you know, you've talked about the application of mindfulness in treating ADHD. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, first I want to say that ADHD is a bit of a misnomer. And there's now more of thinking of ADHD as executive function deficit. And what this means is that self-management um, is difficult. Mm-hmm. And executive functions means task management, planning, organizing, time management, and also emotional regulation. All these different tech tasks, tasks that have to do with kind of manage, managing yourself in the world. Um, so when you start seeing ADHD as this uh, broader condition, then you have to address a lot of different things, not just focus, uh, but think about how to support someone in developing skills, how to help someone attend to their emotions, how, how to help someone manage stress. And so medication have a, medications have a role, um, therapy has a role, and also mindfulness has a role. So mindfulness is an approach that is derived from meditation, uh, but there's more and more application of it in psychotherapy and also in, in medicine as a tool to develop skills in attention and skills in emotional regulation. So bringing attention inward, understanding yourself, having um, a ability to observe thoughts and feelings and reactions, and then having a choice how you respond. That you know application is very useful to ADHD because you struggle both with attention management, but also with your emotions and reactions. Yeah, I tend to think of mindfulness as, um, you know, it, it very like in a very simple form, sort of being like a grounding technique. You know, what is something that you recommend? I mean, when it comes to mindfulness, I mean, what's what's a technique that, you know, that people could use if they need a reset? Yeah. So there's lots of different mindfulness practices, but I, I really like the practice called STOP every letter in the word stop reminds you how to do the practice. So it's like a nice mnemonic and it's very brief, something that you can do in daily life. S stands for stop. T means take a breath. O means observe in the present moment. Uh, it's very helpful to observe, for example, your breath in the present moment and then proceed or move forward with a little bit more of grounding, a little bit more awareness. Um, And in ADHD, those brief shifts into present moment awareness are very helpful. Uh, Often what you find with ADHD is that people kind of space out. They lose time uh, finding myself cleaning my house because part of me is avoiding something that's cognitively difficult. Mm -hmm. 
So it's really important to check in in the present moment and sort of say, well, what's happening? You know, what did I intend to do? Am I doing it? And how am I feeling inside? What is there a fear? Is there a sense of uh, not knowing how to start? And that check-in can help you reset and sort of redirect and, and, and attend to either whether it's the task or maybe uh, figure out I need help or through mindfulness also employ other tools that somebody may have learned uh, in other contexts. Well, October is ADHD Awareness Month, and my guest for Wellness Wednesday has been Dr. Lydia Zalowska, an associate professor of psychiatry at the U of M Medical School and a psychiatrist with M Health Fairview. I know that we could continue this conversation because there's so much to unpack with um, the topic of ADHD. I guess if you could just leave us with one kind of final thought um, as, you know, if we're having an awareness uh, period this month, um, you know, what are some other things that, that people should know? I would say the most important thing is to trust your gut. So if you are thinking that ADHD applies to me or maybe applies to my child, it's important to have a sense of self-advocacy and seek out a therapist or a psychiatrist or someone who specializes in ADHD to help you make sense of the symptoms. There are other things that can mimic ADHD, so it's important to have good evaluation but it's also something that, um, you know, not, is not always addressed by clinicians because, especially in adults, uh, our knowledge of adult ADHD only evolved in the last 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would say that's really important with ADHD is to have a sense of um, self-compassion because ADHD gets in your own way and there's a lot of tendency to self-criticize or, you know, be discouraged. Um, so self-compassion, um, and it's something that's trained through mindfulness, is a really important tool, something that I often recommend to my patients as looking into and understanding for themselves. Well, thank you for the conversation this morning for Wellness Wednesday, um, conversation about ADHD with Dr. Lydia Zalowska. Thank you so much for joining, and, uh, and take care. Thank you for all the, uh, for the information and advice. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Our producer is Anna Weggle, and our digital producer is Jay Gabler. Our theme music is a portion of the song FB1 Number no. 2 by Christian Bjorklund under the non-commercial Sharealike 3.0 international license. Head to thecurrent.org for more wellness content and great music.